Hello, and welcome to Drunk on DCOMs, a podcast where uh, we torture ourselves by watching bastardized versions of early 2000s, early 2000s, mid 2000s, early 2000s, early 2000s cartoons uh, in live action. But wait, wasn't turned into an er like a live action until 2018, 2019? I think it was like 20 yeah it might have been 2018 2019 it's like that era so like yeah. I feel like we need to hit on that like immediately they waited yeah. nearly 20 years way to too long correct yeah and it's just all bad because it's bad yeah so I guess we, we didn't yeah we didn't even say what we're watching or what we watched yeah we watched the Kim Possible movie which is but live the live action one, because yeah. later on on this list, we have Kim Possible, A Stitch in Time. Which will be better because it's yeah. actually the cartoon and it's actually the voice actors. It could not be worse. Mm -mm. So this movie, like we said, the original Kim Possible, the first season came out in 2002. I looked okay. at this movie yep. came out 2018, 2019. So we're looking at. 16 to 17 years after the original season. Um, I will get into the summary briefly, but it's just, I want everyone to be aware of how badly, you know, this was lined up and the eras and just yeah. everything. They so, botched it. They really did. So I'm going to keep the summary very brief. I don't think you really need a lot from the summary, to be honest. Nope. So this is Kim Possible, who was, who, you know, the, the whole storyline is that she is this in the cartoon she's like probably anywhere from like a sophomore to a senior in high school yeah crime so this movie takes place in her freshman year as she starts her freshman year um and she is can you hear background noise oh a hundred percent yes i'm so sorry that's okay give me one second adam told the voice So anyway, while uh, Jory gets this sorted out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm back now. Sorry. Okay, good, because I had nothing. I had absolutely nothing to say. So Kim is a freshman. She's coming into, like, this is like the first day of her freshman year. So she, the summer between eighth and ninth grade, apparently, she's fighting crime that whole summer. Everyone knows who she is when she comes back from fighting crime, which I will address later. Um, and basically she gets to school, she's apparently this, like, perfect kid who, like, she finds out her teacher's names and their food allergies and their birthdays before she ever starts school. She's planning for midterms and finals. And then she's, I don't know, like, she gets to school and she starts, like, making these mistakes. She's late to class because she didn't prepare correctly to, like, learn how her schedule works and things like that. Um, is the background really still bad? Oh, yeah, but it's hilarious. <laughs> I have nothing to say here. I'm probably going to edit this out, or I won't. Sorry, that's James. He didn't listen the first time I yelled at him. That's okay. Um. <laughs> it's St. Patrick's Day. Why don't you tell everyone how your St. Patrick's Day is going? Patrick, St. Patrick's Day. Did I say that? I think I just said how your St. Patrick's is going. That makes sense. 
good. I did. I've been drinking Jameson since as soon as work ended. So, hey, smart move. I'm currently drinking. Uh, along came a cider from East End Brewing. That sat down beside her. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, I know. That. Yeah. I'm drinking Jameson, peach schnapps, a splash of orange juice, and ginger ale. It's called Irish Gold. That's a fun drink. Mm-hmm. A little fun St. Patrick's Day drink. I like to do ginger ale with whiskey in it. Just those two. It's called an Irish Buck. Wow. Yeah, I'm fancy. And now back to Kim Possible. So she's going to in the ninth grade. So we're assuming this is a prequel to the cartoon. Because I have a theory. Movie. I have a theory, but keep going. Okay. So she has beaten one villain who is Patton Oswald, which is, I don't know why he took such a small role. Like, they, they couldn't have paid him that much. He's in the movie for two minutes max. I kept thinking he was going to come back. No, he, he never comes back. Yeah, he plays Dr. Dementor, or Professor Dementor. He does have one good line. He has one of the only good lines in the whole movie. What is you remember it? this? Mm-hmm. When he is, uh, when he's, his escape pod is rerouted to a police station, uh, he's being arrested, and you see him being arrested on TV. And he says, I didn't do anything. I'm just an innocent escape pod enthusiast. <laughs> I didn't remember that. That's it's 100% ad libbed. There's no way that wasn't ad libbed. No. So she goes to school, and obviously, you know, in like traditional Disney Channel original movie fashion she's like underperforming to what she thought also ron stoppable is in this they're way she's way nicer to ron already than kim has ever nothing obviously like if anyone's watched the cartoon kim and ron spoiler alert they end up together in the end but it's a while she's hard she's mean she's critical of him because he makes a great mistake she's super nice to ron he's very annoying Yes. Um, he's awful. He's awful. The actor who played him was so bad. Look, I don't want to judge a child. No, but... I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna look up this actor's name and start like no. viewing hate. But it wasn't good. You know who um, that actor was? Brad Pitt. <laughs> that actor was Brad Pitt. Yeah. That's true. No, it was not Brad Pitt. So they're at school, and you know, it just feels like everything's going wrong, and. You kind of find out that Dr. Draken, who is also a villain from the cartoons, has escaped from prison. His partner, Shigo, has broken mm-hmm. him out. These characters are all very disappointingly casted. I will just say that. I yeah. do think the guy who played Dr. Draken may have been the guy who played his voice. I didn't look it up because the I voice looked is similar. It, it sounds, he, he's at least doing a passable imitation. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I'll give him that. Uh, but Dr. Draken's one of Kim's, like, enemies. Like, I'd say her biggest, like, nemesis in the in the cartoons, at least. Yeah, for sure. So you figure he's getting out of jail. Kim's going to school. And then Kim and Ron, like, there, there's some rough starts. Kim, they talk about how soccer is the big thing at their high school. It's bizarre. The soccer team. Again, we can come back to the soccer thing later. She... She does way better than any freshman would ever do at soccer trials. Like, she's doing, like, backflip kicks and stuff. Well, I mean, if she's just flipping down the field. 
right yeah she's not doing she she's getting past everyone but she's not playing soccer as much as just doing gymnastics with a ball but right that's what she, she does, does the entire film Con continue she does score a goal against the mm -hmm. whole soccer team yeah the whole soccer team versus her it's a mortal Kombat style uh she has to take one person on after the other and it mm -hmm. culminates in her versus bonnie who is in the tv show yeah and is the head cheerleader I want to say yes, she is. Which I guess we can talk about that now since you said it. Yeah. Bonnie in this says soccer, or she says cheerleading isn't even a thing at this high school. It's all about soccer. But in the cartoon, it's Kim is a cheerleader. Bonnie yes. is also a cheerleader. They don't yes. like each other, but they're both yeah. very popular. Yeah. That's you know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of like comic book movies from like the 90s mm -hmm. where they were like real afraid to steer into the comic book stuff. Right. So they wanted to, you know, they'd hint at it. Like every, every characters would have the same names, but like the X-Men would would wear black leather suits yes. and not actually their their fun costumes. Like mm -hmm. they they couldn't go quite all the way with that. So they had to steer away from things that are kind of essential to these characters. Then that's what it feels like. So Kim, even though she does quote unquote really well at soccer tryouts, she ends up being the equipment manager. And then she ends up coming across this girl who seems to be really struggling named Athena. Well, Athena is, you know, like having a hard time. She doesn't have a good haircut, which is a main character point there for a while. Mm -hmm. It really is. And, you know, Kim and Ron are nice to Athena. And then they kind of get her all, like, snazzied up. Like, she gets a good haircut. And, like, she starts to, like, make friends with them. And yeah. then she just immediately, like, leans into this role of being, like, the third part of their team. Um, she wears, like, a fighter's outfit and stuff. Like, or, like, whatever they call Kim Possible. Um, and... She fights Shigo, who is Dr. Drac and the bad guy's, like, assistant. I have a lot of issues with Shigo, too. I have a lot of issues with a lot of things. And then yep. they end up saying, like, Athena is way better than Kim. A whole major, like, way too much time is taken up that Kim is just, like, moping because Athena is, quote-unquote, better than her. And then they have this... This is another almost like the uh, double-teamed, your favorite movie. Um, Hate it the like pep rally they just have a pep rally for athena in this one yeah. she's the best ever she's like, done it all. some things don't add up in this universe and this is going to go back to the theory that i'm going to get to when you're done recapping because i have a, i have a theory about all of this but basically um at the end of the day the bad guys come in and they steal athena um you know, and like they were praising her for beating the bad guys earlier. So they steal her. And then lo and behold, she is a cyborg created by the bad guys. Kim goes to save her and you, you find out the cyborg part of that. I feel like I'm not skipping much here. There was a lot of filler at this point. Oh, in the movie. so boring. You skipped over Christy Carlson Romano and I'm totally fine with it. Oh, I did. Uh, we can talk about that later, too. Christy Carlson Romano, who played Kim Possible's voice in the cartoon, is in it. And she plays this, like, pop star who just, for a split second, gives Kim a ride in her limo. The part is completely inconsequential. They didn't give her anything of substance. I hate it. 
we can also talk about how the lady, the red-haired lady from How I Met Your Mother plays Kim Possible's mom, and that's how the Allison Hannigan, yeah. Yeah, how she's doing right now. Um, but they go you to see her. How she was doing in 2018. Oh, how long? Like, what? how much more has she done since then? Not much. I don't know. Maybe she's waiting by the phone for a sequel to this. Yeah. And, um... You know, it kind of comes out that Athena's the cyborg, and what Dr. Drac and the bad guy has done is Athena was, like, absorbing everything that Kim was doing and, like, becoming a better version of Kim, and then Dr. Draken tries to, like, absorb Kim's essence, which is super weird. We don't, I don't want to talk about how an adult man wants to be a teenage girl or, like, yeah. have the properties of a teenage girl. I don't like it. Um, also, at some point in here, like a while back, Ron finds Rufus, who is the naked mole rat, who is a main character in the plot. I'm yeah. also forgetting about another very main character. I'll talk about him. Wade is also a main character. Who oh, Wade. Talked about. Wade is in Kim Possible. She oh, they... called him with a flip phone. Yep. Because it was 2002. Yeah. Which I'll get into that too. She used to call Wade with a flip phone. Well, in this, he just communicates with her through this pendant she wears on her like necklace. But like he like is very invasive and like listens. To, like Wade will jump in in the middle of her normal conversations, and it's super weird because that's not it's, how Wade worked in the car. That indicates that Wade is paying attention all the time, mm -hmm. and that's nope. That's bad. I forgot, because those two characters are important right at the end. They're very, like, not important until right at the end. Rufus, the naked mole rat, and Wade do pop in at the end. As Dr. Draken is trying to absorb the essence of a 14-year-old girl, again, yes. don't like it. Nope. But Wade, through the computer, he's never in the same room as them, even in the cartoon. He's always, like, in his computer room, like, running, through, like, breaking through firewalls and, you know, like, how people thought coding wasn't yeah. doing how hacking yeah. worked. Um, Rufus, fly yeah, Rufus flies into a button that lets Kim and Ron and Kim's mom and her grandma, which again, stupid plot points. They did not need to be there. No, they're all stuck in a cage. Rufus flies into the button with a drone, presses the button. They all get out. Um, and then Athena basically sacrifices herself. Uh, Dr. Draken turns into a 12 year old boy. Uh, basically yes. um and him and she go escaping an escape pod lots of escape pods in this movie um and then athena tells them to go on without her and they get out of the building the building blows up so it's kim and her mom and her grandma and ron and rufus all survive and then you find out that athena technically survives because they rebuild her um nah. i don't like it i'll explain why and also at the end, it comes around that Dr. Draken is staying a 12-year-old, and he's mm -hmm. going to school. Both of these plot points, both Athena and Dr. Draken, make absolutely no sense with the cartoon. No, absolutely not. Not only with the cartoon, they make no sense in the movie. Right, they make no sense in the movie, and they make no sense just, like, knowing that this universe continues on to have yes. these characters. So and that's where I just wanted to have some beef, too. Like, I don't know. Okay, so, so he, my here's my theory. This is an alternate dimension from the cartoon. Okay. It's the only way this makes any sense yeah. because they changed so many basic things mm -hmm. from the cartoon. Yes. They changed how Ron gets Rufus. They yeah. changed 
soccer. They changed cheerleading to soccer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they added Athena inexplicably. Um, I'm forgetting more things that don't add up. Um, what Draken being a 13 year old or 10 year old. Right. Even what year it is. They're taking selfies yeah. on iPhones. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't line up. Let's talk about this too. In the original Kim Possible theme song, you run the first verse, and then the next verse starts. Call me, beat me, if you want to reach me, if you want to page, page me. That's yes. okay. Whenever you need me, baby, call me, beat me, if you want to reach me. They completely cut that verse because they know it makes them. They take selfies on iPhones, even though yep. it's supposed to be a prequel. They didn't even try to pretend like it was 2000. They didn't try to like do a Y2K version, like which they easily yeah. could have. I don't know why yeah. they made that choice. Yeah, it's bizarre. And the thing is, too, if they had made a good live-action Kim Possible, they could have made, like, three of these. At least. Like, they could have made a Kim... A Dis- the thing that Disney Channel... I've always been amazed that they've never done this, at least that I can think of, is they've never done, like, a Disney Channel cinematic universe, or they've never mm-hmm. tried to do one. There's never been... Oh, hang okay. You're you're holding up a finger to tell me I'm wrong. I see a lot of joking posts online where they say the crossover episodes they did in like 2008 with like Hannah Montana and the Sweet Life, mm. Jack and Cody, and That's So Raven, and all of those things. Those would have been the early 2000s. I don't know what I'm saying. Those created a Disney cinematic universe, and if you really look into it, they can really make them overlap. And they've even almost made them overlap with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> it's hilarious. Like, people on the okay. internet do insane things if you give them enough time. Yeah, uh, I do. Yeah, that is good. Internet's a terrible place, but every now and then people do something good. So, I think it has to do with the Yo Gabba Gabba thing in WandaVision, which we won't even ah, hear. But yeah. because of that, they've been able to, like, extrapolate how the Disney, like, cross. You didn't watch WandaVision, right? I haven't seen like the second half of the Marvel movie, so it would make yeah. sense to me. Okay, well, didn't make a lot of sense to me, and I'm I'm real deep into that stuff. But no. I just I always felt like there was an opportunity for characters to cross over, even in small ways, yeah. just to establish that these are going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. They never did that. Like even Pixar is referential between films. You get the little Easter eggs. Like, yeah. There's a Finding Nemo toy in Monsters, Inc. and things yep. like that. Yeah. I kind of wonder if this film was a different movie, a different script. And I think we've said that about some other stuff already. Mm-hmm. But, like, I kind of wonder if this was a different script about a, you know, spy who's a freshman in high school. Yes. And they were like, you know, Kim Possible, people like Kim Possible, and she's in high school. Why don't we just take this script, make it all about grappling hooks, and then not at all about grappling hooks? Grappling hooks play a really big role in like the first half an hour of this, and then never come back. No, they do. They come back a few. The funny thing about it is this grappling hook, like, I remember vividly from the cartoon, and honestly, even when Disney Plus just first came out, I rewatched some of Kim Possible. She never needed Ron. No. Just get, she always had a grappling hook on her. And like Agreed. in this movie, she always has to be like, Ron, give me a grappling hook. She didn't need Ron to give her a grappling hook. 
Ron sucks. Oh, so bad. It's so bad. He sucks. And again, I'm not, I don't want to blame a child for this performance. I want to blame the director mm -hmm. for telling the child to do what the child did. But like Wilfred Dell's Ron in the cartoon is fun and like yes. has, you know, a kind of joy about him. He's a cartoon. Yeah. I feel like you lose so much. I also want to bring up, like, there's some other things, too. You lose so much of it when this isn't a cartoon. When you have to watch real adults fight 14-year-olds, it's uncomfortable. Yep. When you have to watch real 14-year-olds act a certain way, it's uncomfortable. Like, for example, and I will... I never really comprehended that Shigo and Kim were that far apart in age because they looked exactly alike. Yeah, they in, did. In the cartoon, Shigo and Kim mm. were the same size, the same build. They looked like each other. So when they fought I, each other, you were like, okay, this maybe Shigo's like 19 and Kim's like 16. Yeah. But when you watch a 27-year-old Shigo try to fight a 14-year-old Kim, it's weird. You know what I always thought? And I, I was, I stopped watching Kim Possible before Kim Possible ended. Mm -hmm. I always felt like there, there was some kind of, there was going to be some kind of reveal that like Shigo was a clone of Kim or something. She, like, yes, she always came across that way. Like a clone where it hadn't quite gone right or something like that. Like maybe she was like her older sister somehow that like, I don't know, you know, Maybe that's too speed racer, um, but it just, it seemed like, I, I don't think you understand that speed racer reference. That was a comic for, or a cartoon from like the sixties yeah, when, uh, when I was a kid, speed mm -hmm. racer, uh, you know, are you loosely aware of speed racer? He was a guy who raced in races. Yeah. Uh, there was a character named racer X uh, who you never saw racer X's face, but he, he was like the bad boy of this racing circuit. And it turned out he was Speed Racer's brother, like Fast Racer or something. Speed mm -hmm. Racer's name is Speed Racer, by the way. Cool name. Yeah, it's a cool name. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I felt like it was the same kind of thing. Like there was some kind of like relationship there that went beyond. Because they were like, they would fight each other, but they were kind of friends. They, Shigo was always weird to me because Shigo hates Dr. Draken. She does not like him. She, yeah. She, like, or, like, if she does, it's a very, like, like, limited liking. Yeah. Like, she's, you can tell, by the way, even in the live-action movie, they managed to, like, keep that across. That, like, he's yes. her boss, but she's not crazy about him, and she mm -hmm. doesn't hate Kim. No. And you know I what else I, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, I always thought it was something like that, too, because she, not every other girl in the cartoon looks like Kim. But she yeah. looks like Kim. Yeah, but like green, which made me think that like, is this a clone thing? Is this just like something going? I also would buy that Shigo is like a mole for whatever agency Kim works for, who is actually sabotaging mm -hmm. Dr. Draken at every turn because she never really helps him. And she only kind of half-heartedly fights Kim. Yes. Like, she, if she she's got... She's got right. the blaster things. She could just blast Kim, and that's game over. Right. She always just barely misses. Mm-hmm. And that's... 
Also, another thing that I thought could have happened in this movie that didn't make sense, rather than Athena being this random clone, oh, yeah. I think it would have been better if Athena turned out to be Shigo. Yes. That Athena was this cyborg who was a image, like a copy of Kim, who was like reading her behaviors mm -hmm. and copying them, and she yeah. become Shigo. Yeah, it makes even more sense. And you, I, you wouldn't even need to make her a cyborg in that case um you you or a robot or whatever you mm -hmm. would just need her like instead of the thing at the end where draken tries to take that just put kim in the other pod That's and it. just have it be like an experiment gone wrong like she's trying to take kim's essence and it just doesn't mm -hmm. transfer correctly or something like but you you could steer, okay, yeah well, yeah you could steer into the the kind of you know backstory instead of and there's probably an episode of the cartoon where they explain the the back the shigo backstory that i'm not aware of and there's a kim possible fan who has stumbled across this podcast mm -hmm. and is just furious right now that's fine but i don't care just you know make it better even if they are furious about this podcast they're probably still madder about that horrible movie no, they probably convinced themselves it's good. You're right. Yeah. But yeah, I just, it just felt like there was a lack of continuity. There was this lack yes. of understanding that, you know, you moved Kim Possible out of the era that she was in. The yes. characters were not the same. The dad, like, and I don't know if you remember this. I think they tried to, like, lean in towards, like, lean towards that more, like, girl power. This is a grandma and a mom and her daughter. But if you remember the, show her dad was pretty helpful her dad was a rocket scientist her dad was super helpful and also the twins get nothing in this mm -mm. the twins aren't even like annoying siblings which they were in the cartoon yes the like twins, constantly they tried to make played off like oh they were so little because she's in ninth grade well if she's in 11th grade in the cartoon yeah. they're not that much smaller they, no like in no. Like, second grade they'd still it's be garbage mm -hmm. yeah so yeah, basically this whole thing i just have so many complaints about how again i want to know like were they going to make a sequel to this or they're are they still going to make a sequel to understand how draken goes from being a child back to an adult because he has to yeah cartoon to make sense they're not making a sequel to this no also the soccer team doesn't have a coach They've elected Bonnie, who's a sophomore, and I thought Bonnie and Kim were in the same grade. They are in the show, because they're both yeah. in the same grade at the same time. Doesn't make any sense. Okay, so they've elected Bonnie, who is a sophomore, as captain, I guess, mm -hmm. and also coach? We've gone over this before with Invisible Sister. We have gone over this with Invisible Sister. I hate when I hate this trope, though. It's just so much easier to write a high school sports team if they want to write conflict that there's no adult to be like, what are you talking about? This girl just did three backflips and kicked a goal over your head. Like, of course she's on the team. We're not going to make her care. Like, just, yeah. And also, why does, so Kim agrees to be the equipment manager, which seems to entirely consist of doing the team's laundry. Yes. As if high school soccer players don't take their uniforms home. Their, own, their mom washes their laundry. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What? 
Why? Like, what is this? What is this? And Kim agrees to do it. Right. You don't have to, like, once they offer you the position, you don't have to be like, yes, I take it. You can be like, no, I don't want to do this. Thank you. Now, hard pass. I'll be back in a year, apparently, when you let sophomores play and apparently be captain the only immediately. that I could think is they anticipated this movie doing a lot better and making a sequel where Kim takes off the cheerleading squad, like, makes the cheerleading squad blow up, and then, like, Dr. Draken turns back into an adult, and they just kind of, like, repair all of... Now, there's some things they can't fix. The fact that it's 2019, when it's supposed to be the year 2000, the fact that Ron finds Rufus in a different place, those sorts of things they can't fix. But, like, those big plot holes, maybe, like, correcting them? I don't know. Maybe she would go through time. Maybe an Avengers Endgame-style time heist. I know you're a big fan of the Avengers. We've talked about this in this podcast. You definitely know what I'm referencing. No. Um, This was the lowest-rated Disney Channel original movie premiere of the last decade. So this is not getting a sequel. Right. It's not not going to. But I think that may have been the plan. Because, like, I just don't think... (laughs) In... I don't know. I just don't know how these people who work for Disney could like go to sleep at night, especially like the age the writers probably are. Like some of them were probably people who actually watched Kim Possible as like young adults or kids. Yeah. They just absolutely ruined the plot of Kim Possible, which Kim Possible was a super cool show in 2000. It was. It was. That's all I got. Oh yeah. Like as a, you know, a person, especially a person who was a little girl in 2002, I was, you know, born in 1996. Like, I really liked Kim Possible. Like, I thought she was super cool. And I think this really did not do her justice. I think the better, smarter thing to do would have been a Kim Possible sequel series where she was an adult and had yeah. like a spy type thing with Ron. Like, her and Ron, yes. however unrealistic that is, her and Ron. High school students get married, have kids. Yeah. Or they don't even have to have kids. They're just adults. Yeah, just make it like a James Bond-esque thing, but for kids. Right. Because I think it would, and I think adults could play the parts a lot. Apparently not Carlson Romano. No, I was going to say, you can get Will Friedle. Will Friedle can still act. Mm Mm-hmm. But not Christine. I think he could play Ron in real life. Oh, yeah. He is Ron. Right. That's just who he He's the same character on Boy Meets World. Yes, he is. Yeah, just not uh, not Christy Carlson Romano. Uh, I have a fun fact for you. Okay. This movie has a 100% critic approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes with six critic reviews and a 29% fan approval rating with 250 plus reviews. How much do they pay those critics to say something? I don't else? know. But I love that on the Wikipedia page, where it says that it has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, it links to the Wikipedia page for movies with 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, as if this is like the highest honor that a Mm -hmm. film could possibly have. Sorry, I'm trying to think, think if there's anything else I want to say about this. But yeah, like... I'm, I'm reading all the, the reviews. All the people, they're all talking about how great the actor is who plays Kim. 
And I'm not going to go out here and like wreck a 15 year old. No, that would be wrong to do with that said. I don't think anybody's acting is anything special. I'm not going (laughs) to single anybody out, especially anyone who's wrong, but this is not a good film. I think I don't like it. Issue with Ron's character is it, and I don't want to blame this kid because I do feel like some producer or director was like, hundred percent, yes. They made this child who was probably born after Kim Possible came out, Mm -hmm. and they made him sit down and were like, "Did you ever watch Kim Possible?" He was like, "No, I was negative one year old when Kim Possible started." And they, mm-hmm. they made him watch like six episodes of Kim Possible. And they were like, we need you to talk like Ron. Which it's one thing when it is, you know, um, the guy who played his voice. That's his voice. He really yeah. doesn't have to force that, that. That's just how he sounds. He has that kind yeah. of like exasperated, like yep. he, he can't like, like he can go into those higher pitches and not be mm-hmm. like super annoying because that's how he speaks naturally. And also he's he's an adult. Who is a voice actor? Correct. So he can kind of he so he has practiced manipulating his voice in a way that works. Mm-hmm. And they threw this kid under the bus. They absolutely did, and just made him do that voice where you know he's going. Ah! Yeah. He's and he's he's going. I honestly, I'm pretty sure it's probably why he didn't have very many lines because it probably would have hurt his vocal cords to do it any more than he did. Yes. Also, why does Rufus not talk in this? They do Rufus dirty. Um, I think, first of all, Rufus is very, like, he's not seen very often because he's CGI and they didn't yeah. have to pay to CGI. To Did not have the budget, no. Um, but yeah, Rufus does, now Rufus only speaks like one or two words at a time. Yeah. But you could have just gotten the guy who did Rufus's voice. Right. He does say, like, yeah. But he doesn't say anything more than that. Like, he doesn't say any other words. They ask him if he can do something. He's like, yeah. It's garbage. It's awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Do you want to rate this movie and then move on and watch whatever it is we're watching next week? Yeah. Do we want to rate this out of Naked Mole Rats? Yeah. Well... Okay, yeah, let's rate this out of naked mole rats. How I, many how many naked mole rats are you giving this film? I have to go down from where we were last week. Cause did like we give it a, well, did we give it like a five last week? Four or five, I think we were around there. Yeah. We gave them solid like middle of the road scores. So I think I give Kim Possible like a two and a half out of ten. I am giving this a one. I I had no fun. It was bad. Uh, I, I, I genuinely, this is, I don't understand how the person making this list, who, you know, again, I'm pretty sure she didn't watch. I don't think they watched. I think they just kind of threw a list together because they needed to publish something in Vulture. And now we're, we're here watching every single one of these in this order. It feels like they either watch the first 20 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. or just read the IMDb. Cause this one, if you read the vulture description, it literally just like lists the act, like the sort of like, she describes them as a list. Yeah. I would describe Pat Oswald and Allison Hannigan at best as B list actors. Yeah. And that's me 
generous. I like Patton Oswald a lot. I think yeah, he's right? a funny dude, but he's not an A. I don't when I when I turn on the Oscars this year, I'm not going to be like, "Where's Patton Oswald?" Exactly, or Allison Hannigan. Or I'm Allison Hannigan. So, like, it just feels like she like the person who made this list didn't try. Also, our next week's going to be rough. Because it's the movie Frenemies starring Zendaya and Bella Thorne, who were both very popular for their own whole yeah. things now at this point. Very different things. Zendaya in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm sure you're familiar, mm-hmm. playing MJ, not Mary Jane. No. No. I'm okay with that, but it just it feels like a weird choice. Um, and Bella Thorne does adult movies. Well, and that's her own prerogative, and I'm fine with that. But they're they're on very different paths, and that's okay. That is okay. Everybody's on their own path, walking <laughs> down this road that we call life. <laughs> yeah, it's what now, we're Bella doing. Ford has done some other really questionable stuff, which is specifically in the app OnlyFans, which I may br- may or may not bring up next week. We'll see. I'm not going to have any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Um, so, so anyway, like everyone tune in next week to hear me talk about OnlyFans. I'm just excited for Motocrossed. We're two weeks away. Two weeks away. And then there's not a movie that I want to see for a long time. I'm excited, but also very not excited to watch the movie Buffalo Dreams, which I think may no, 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 no. against Native American communities, and I'm going to be really sad. We're just going to have to, like, that will probably be a very brief episode where we just apologize and don't speak about anything else. Oh, God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I'm excited. The next one I'm excited for is Xenon the Sequel, which is, like, 20 films away. I'm excited for Phineas and Ferb, the movie. I didn't, I missed Phineas and Ferb. It was a show after I was done watching cartoons. I was in that like in-between period where like, Mm -hmm. you're like, I don't want to watch cartoons. I'm a late teen. And then, you know, in my early twenties, I was like, why am I not watching cartoons? I should watch more cartoons. Peyton watched a lot of cartoons. Peyton, Peyton has good taste. Yeah, she's my little sister. That's my little sister. My mom's the only person who listens to this podcast anyway. That's she's fine. Yeah. So she was like four when Phineas and Ferb came out. So that was like very much like her era of cartoons. So like I just caught the like, the, I, like uh, I can't pretend like I didn't like Phineas yeah, and Ferb. The, yeah, the 50-something year old uh, guy who worked at the bookstore with us that we both worked at uh, was constantly talking to me about Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> And was constantly telling me how good Phineas and Ferb was. And I was like, look, I get it. Like, this was pre-Disney Plus, so I didn't have a way to watch Phineas and Ferb. I was like, I'll watch it sometime. Like, just just leave me alone. He was also convinced that Artemis Fowl was going to be good, though. So, I don't know how much I trust that. Well, I say we let our poor fans go so they don't have to listen to this anyway. They all turned it off 20 minutes ago, Jordan. They did. Yeah. All right. Well, see you next week for a bad movie. Bye. Bye.